Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to be talking again about the Kingdom of God. And, of course, that brings up the topic of the kingdoms of the world, the governments of the world. That's all that word means, kingdom, means governments of the world. The Basilios Oranos, as uh, it can be written in the Greek. And uh, some you could actually translate that kingdom of heaven, but the Greek... Scholars of today say that particular word is best translated world. And uh, there are other Greek phrases that we see in the Bible talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven and the, uh, or the kingdom of the world. And uh, the question is, is who has the right and authority to be your king, to be your ruler? Well, of course, based on natural law, you have to give consent to your ruler by some means and there's lots of means by which to do that and the most common way throughout history that rulers got the lawful right to rule over the people is the people applied to those rulers for benefits or simply just gave them the power to rule and uh, then they might inherit that power to rule and that's the way kings often do it. Uh, they might get that power to rule because somebody elected them. Uh, but uh, anybody who gets the power to rule by usurpation or by unlawful means really doesn't have the power to rule. They would not be the lawful government. They would be the unlawful government. And uh, But you, of course, could have Christ rule you, but then you would have to do what Christ said, and then you would get the benefits of Christ's rule. You could not disobey Christ as a matter of policy and still claim that Christ is your king. Unfortunately, there's an awful lot of people out there that are claiming Christ is their king, but they're absolutely disobeying what Christ said to do, what he commanded people to do. What, what he taught people to do, what he did, what they call the way. They don't do that way. They don't go the way. They do not walk in the way. And uh, yet they think they're Christians. Of course, Christ told us that many would do that, that they would say they were following Christ. They would say, Lord, Lord. They would say he was the king, but they would not do what he said. And, of course, those people are under strong delusion and they will have a disappointing time if Christ were to come back, if Jesus were to come back. Well, Christ, of course, the word Christ means anointing. It's not actually his name, the anointed. And he anointed others. Uh, he appointed others anyway. Whether they were anointed by the Holy Spirit or not, that is a question to be desired. Who is Who is anointed by the Holy Spirit? Who is actually speaking the truth of Christ? Who is actually preaching the gospel of the kingdom? Has the world gone uh, into a strong delusion? Has the world churches and the churches of the world, let's put it that way, are, are they in apostasy? Are they under a strong delusion? 
Well, it seems to me that a lot of people are under strong delusions of all sorts and shapes and sizes. And uh, we see that if we look at the news. I mean, there seems to be at least two major strains of thought floating out there in the ether of modern news media. Ninety <laughs> percent of the news media tells you that coronavirus is killing hundreds of thousands and even millions of people worldwide. And yet there are other people who are coming along and saying quite the opposite. Who are these other people? Why aren't they following the science? You know, because that's what we're told is that to follow the science, we know COVID is killing all kinds of people. But actually, if you even listen to the, the major media carefully, it's filtered. It's heavily filtered. But things get out. People do say things when they're sitting in front of the camera. And uh, they said they were going to count these cases different than they had ever counted them before. And they said they have been using a test to determine whether or not people have COVID. And, of course, the uh, cycles of the test are supposed to be like 27 to be accurate. And even then, they're not really diagnostic tests. They're used in helping diagnose a disease, but they cannot tell you virally specific whether or not it's COVID or not. That's why you have to look at all the other symptoms and pile them all up together and determine whether or not this is likely the COVID, COVID-19 or not. They don't do that. They're just counting all these people positive. They've been doing up to 50 cycles. That's guaranteed that almost everybody who takes the test will test positive. Uh, 35 is very common. Uh, there's very few labs that you were using less than 35 yet. 27 cycles is what is recommended. We know this. This is in the, in, but it's not repeated over and over again in your ears by most of the media. They repeat something else. So, I mean, what is true? Well, you know, the most cited microbiologist in Germany is absolutely, if I even mentioned his name, and you put this video or the, this audio on uh, uh, Facebook, it would be censored. You're not allowed to hear from him. But he's the scientist. He's the most cited microbiologist scientist in Germany. He's a genius. And and what he says is that they, they don't even need a vaccine. This has a 99 point something something survival rate. And that most people are already immune. And many of them had immunity before it even got here. And most of the people that are dying from it are not dying from it. They're dying with something and they don't even know if they're dying with them because the test is inaccurate and should be completely abolished. That's what he says. He's the scientist and he's not alone. There's all kinds of scientists are saying he happens to be retired. So nobody's going to take his money, but they certainly have taken his voice. And uh, if you want to know more about him, you join the network because and you have to join the living network because I have shared stuff with the. Uh, the contact points in the living network that I have not shared with the whole network. I used to send out posts to the entire network and everybody could see some of this information as it comes in because I have people sending me stuff from all over the world. I have people that are in contact with me that are behind the scenes. I mean, in the, the county where I live, they have lifted the emergency orders. They They aren't, and this is the only place in Oregon where they've done that just in the county where I live. 
And, and personally, I think that's the influence of the gospel of the kingdom. Although most of the people in the county are not really doing what Christ said. But enough, just small minority. And of course, that's the way it was in the Roman Empire. It was only 5% of the Roman Empire that actually became Christians. And yet it, it altered the course of history. 5% altered the course of history. And it allowed people, whole sections of communities to survive the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, which was a pretty bumpy ride. Well, I think if you know that history repeats itself, we're headed to something far worse than the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. And it is going to be a bumpy ride. And so you need to find out what the early Christians were doing and try that for a change because you've been going the wrong way for an awful long time. So I thought I'd go back in history just a little ways. We'll We'll go all the way back to the Bible time and time again in this. I've been putting together a number of different pages at preparingyou.com. There's all kinds of pages there, all kinds of audios there. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of audios. They're free. Um, somebody just recently came out. It was Michael J. Lindell. Is that, did I get the name right? I, I should go check that. <laughs> anyway, he's the pillow guy, you know, uh, and he's, he's in a lot of trouble. People are upset with him and they're trying to cancel him and, you know, they take away his PayPal accounts for his business, which affects everybody in his business. When you start, and, and you're not going to sell his pillows because he says something, but all of his employees are affected by that, and they're getting canceled too. I mean, like, what what is that? That is that fair that you kill all those employees' business? Well, people don't care about that. This is. We're in a time where people do not care about their neighbors as much as they care about themselves. And if you say something that they don't want to hear, they are going to shut you up because you are the enemy. They are not in love with the truth. And they are getting their way. And they are getting their way because you're not in love with the truth. Generally speaking out there... Both sides, the the left side, the right side, the Democratic side, the Republican side, they're not in love with the truth. They're not seeking the truth, at least not the whole truth. And without the whole truth, you've got a lie. That's what you have. That is the nature of a lie, simply not the whole truth. And so, if I were to give you the whole truth, could you handle it? Would you receive it? Would you want to know it? Because if you don't want to know the whole truth, you will not know the truth. Because half the truth is not the truth. It's that simple. And so, where are you, where are you headed with all this that's going on in the news? What, what are you going to be doing about it? So anyway, the, these are some of the things that we're going to be looking at today as we go through this. Uh, but you can go to uh, Michael J. Lindell at dot uh, com and you can see the video that he put out on the election because he thinks the election was a fraud. He thinks that it was corrupt. He thinks that the vote is not accurate. That's what he thinks, and he's in trouble for thinking that. He's not supposed to be thinking that. That's you know. Now was it? Well, you would have to see proof, wouldn't you? Would you be willing to see the proof if it was in existence, if somebody had it? Well, he was on his little video that he put up. It was a two-hour video. I didn't see the whole thing, of course. 
But uh, what I did see is that he was holding up the records from each individual state of people who voted and who was eligible and who was not eligible. And it was looking like there was, if you didn't count the ones who were not eligible to vote, there was a different outcome in many of these states. Was it enough to make a difference? I don't know. I didn't add it all up. He's saying there is. And he's in trouble for saying there is. Instead of coming back with an argument showing that no, he's inaccurate, they're just canceling him. They don't want you to see what he's saying. They don't want to say, well, here's the actual facts that shows that Biden won the election. That's what they should be doing. If there was election fraud, they should be bending over backwards to prove there was not election fraud. Instead, they just say, well, these guys said there wasn't. And those guys are all Democrats. <laughs> so, although the, there were some Republicans. Of course, Trump is, you know, this guy Trump, who became the president of the United States back in 2016, he's been fighting the Democrats from the beginning. I mean, they were trying to impeach him. They're still trying to impeach him, and he's not even supposedly the president. Strange. I mean, the uh, the venom and anger towards him is just outrageous. You know, if being orange was a race, everybody has become racist because they hate him so much. <laughs> so, but it's it's all kind of nonsense, but it's dangerous nonsense. Because it's full of anger and resentment and hate and irrational behaviors. But uh, the fact is, he was fighting the Republicans as well. He wasn't just, and he was fighting the Chinese as well. And he was fighting the virus as well. And, uh, so now, the only way to get back to normal is you go down and get a vaccine for a disease that the most cited microbiologist in the history of Germany says you don't need. <laughs> because you have a 99 plus percent survival rate. It's not that deadly of a virus. It's very contagious. It's probably gone all over the place. A lot of people have probably had it and don't even know because most people don't even show symptoms. But you have to have this vaccine. And they're giving it all over. Now, China is not giving the vaccines that we're getting here in the United States. They have their own vaccine. And I guess they're giving their vaccine. They're not giving. They're selling their vaccine to people in the Philippines. So they're all getting it. And supposedly the Chinese military have all had their vaccine, but I don't know what's in their vaccine. They're very secretive about what's in their vaccine and what their vaccine is doing. Of course, everybody's already over, pretty much. I mean, it'll be back, like flu's come back, but most of them are over this. They've already had it. It's spread all over the country. And it they tell you in their own literature it doesn't keep you from getting COVID. It doesn't keep you from spreading COVID. They tell you that in their own literature. That's just a matter of fact. But they say you have to have it. You have to get it. And of course, it's a mRNA vaccine. M meaning a messenger vaccine. It's not really a vaccine. It's, it, it's, it's, they're injecting you with mRNA envelope that will go into your muscle tissues and in certain cells will hopefully start replicating it so that they can say that it's 
efficacy is 90%. In other words, 90% of the people who get it will start replicating this mRNA synthetic microorganism in your body. And it will spread throughout your body. And other muscles in your body may start also replicating it all over your body. Now, normally this would have gone to animal testing and they have tried to produce mRNA vaccines before or biological agents, we can call them. And uh, they've all failed. Every single one failed animal trials. But uh, this new one, it isn't failed animal trials. And the way they were able to accomplish that is they simply did not have animal trials. They just skipped that. Because they kept failing when they did that. And they failed because the animals became sterile or dead. But everybody has to have this, even though it hasn't been tested on animals, no animal trials. You have to have this or we won't go back to normal. At the same time, out of the other side of their mouth, they're saying you're still going to have to wear the mask. You're still going to have to spay. Somebody was saying in Oregon is out there saying that we have to... uh, we all have to get vaccinated. We all look forward to when this is what Governor, or excuse me, Kate Brown, who claims to be the governor of Oregon, says. We all look forward to when we can reconnect in person with our friends and family. However, until we're vaccinated, we must continue to wear the mask, socially distance, and meet outdoors when possible if socializing with those we don't live with. Yet, most of the new cases in New York for quite a while had been people who were staying indoors. (laughs) One of the worst things you can do during a pandemic is stay indoors. The best thing you can do is get outdoors. Uh, But they got most of you staying indoors. At the same time, they're going out and saying that even if you get vaccinated, you're going to have to wear the mask, social distance, and all this stuff. <laughs> so, but people, people get all upset when they see this lady Kate saying that. Maybe I shouldn't use the word lady because again, I, you know, she's evidently transgender or something. I don't know, or gay or something. I don't know whatever that all that means. But uh, Kate, we just call her Kate. She's saying that, and she still wants everybody locked down. She actually put Lake County in a a deeper level of lockdown. And someone in our county government who we've had a guest on the show challenged her, and she had to backpedal because she was breaking her own rules. And she gets away with breaking her own rules most of the places in the state, but here in Lake County... There are a few people who are in love with the truth and they hold her to account. But the reality is, is that it goes much deeper than that. And we're going to try to go how deep this goes. But we're going to tell you truth that you probably don't want to hear. Now, some of you out there I know will want to hear it. Some of you have already heard it because you've been regular listeners. But uh, it's astounding what the truth actually holds. If you're willing to see it. You're not going to get it on the news media. You're not even going to get it on Fox News. You'll get bits and pieces on Fox. And and of course, even the, the rest of the news, occasionally they put out the, the truth and by mistake. Because they, this is the problem. That if you are in the habit of lying, you have a lot to remember. 
Because <laughs> you have to remember the lie. And and the lie that covers up the lie and the lie that covers up that lie and, and it's just you just have so much more to remember if you're in the habit of lying. And, but people are addicted to their lies. And they there is a large number of people who absolutely do not want to hear the truth. And even if you lay out the facts, like Michael Lindell tried to do, you know, he was going to give everybody the facts. And, and he, he showed documents, and he had testimony of people that were dealing with this, computer experts, and supposedly, I don't know, I didn't get to the complete end of it, had all kinds of evidence that the elections were not only tampered with, but they were tampered with by foreign governments. And and he says he has the proof. But he's not going he he's being blackballed. I guess he's banned from Twitter and he's banned from this and banned from that. <laughs> and uh I thought about uh sharing uh maybe some people can go to uh Michael J Lindell uh dot com and uh you can share the video on Facebook. He has a little button there you can click and share on Facebook and see how long it takes before you're in Facebook jail <laughs> or your your video gets uh, covered by uh, censors but we're we're going to go much deeper than Michael goes and uh, we're going to show you more behind the curtain that it's a big curtain so there's a lot behind the curtain that you don't know but we're also going to get into eventually we're going to show you why People do not want to look at the facts. Because I've had people actually break down in tears telling us that, you know, that, you know, their relatives, their own family is, will not look at the facts. They have in their mind an idea that they think is true and any fact that contradicts that idea they will dismiss. No matter how many facts, no much how, how much evidence you give them right to their face, right there, hard copies, testimony of expert after expert after expert, studies that have gone through and tested and shown what the truth really is, what the real science really is, what the real facts behind government are, the rules that nobody seems to want to obey. The thing that makes government actually government. They don't want to see it. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to hear it. They refuse to hear it. They reject it. Right in the face, the fact. I mean, it could be a freight train coming at them and they will think it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Why is that? Well, we're going to tell you, because they, they were just in tears, couldn't figure out why. Well, we will tell you when we come back to Keys of the Kingdom. Okay, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. You can hear our podcast by looking up Keys of the Kingdom on, uh, you know, and Brother Gregory, sometimes you have to put that there. Other people use that Keys of the Kingdom uh, logo, but uh, we've been using it for a long time now. And actually, I was where I got the 
the words of it was from the old Gregory Peck movie, Keys of the Kingdom. I didn't even realize that until I was talking to somebody and I, I, I mentioned the movie that I'd seen when I was a little kid. It was black and white. It's an old, old movie. Of course, I'm an old, old guy. And uh, that's where we got this phrase, Keys of the Kingdom, from originally. Yeah, because Christ gave us the keys of the kingdom. And when you read the Bible, he tells you right in there what the keys of the kingdom are. <laughs> and they miss it. They, he did not just give the keys of the kingdom to Peter. He gave them to you. <laughs> and you missed it. And uh, they're still there. They're still right in the text, but people read it and they miss it because they have a preconceived notion. It's part of that, you know, denial of facts thing. Uh, They want to think, no, no, he gave the keys of the kingdom to the Pope, and the Pope now has power over what we can think and what we cannot think. Well, now the Pope is a communist. I mean, he advocates communism. He Abortion is okay. All these things that used to, the other Pope said, ex cathedra, was not okay. He says it's okay. And of course, there's a lot of people in the Catholic Church that say that's not okay. And they want to get rid of him. And maybe, you know, there's talk that they will get rid of him this year. But uh, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a lot of other things going on scenes but the reality is is that even though they see that things that he is saying now are wrong things that they believe still are not right and so because they don't have the whole truth you need the whole truth to have the truth and the truth is you will never have the truth but you can allow the truth in you because this is how this is how you open the door to the Holy Spirit is you are willing to see the truth. How did we get the door to the Holy Spirit close to us? The Holy Spirit was the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God walked with us in the beginning. But then we ended up hiding from the Holy Spirit, and we be, we were literally in. in in the way the story lays out, we were cast out of the garden. And now, now, where is that garden? Well, it's right here. What makes here not the garden is that we're not walking with the Holy Spirit of God. <laughs> and the reason we're not walking with the Holy Spirit of God is that we're running after the wrong things. Because we were not willing to see the truth about ourselves. That's what, isn't that what Adam did? Adam first, he disobeyed God and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't an apple tree. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, he tried to decide for himself what was good and evil. And he discovered, his eyes were open and he realized he can't make that decision. He's naked when it comes to the authority To decide what is good and evil. He does not have that authority. And he was ashamed of the fact that he was lacking that authority. Naked. Lacking authority. That's what that means. Doesn't mean he didn't have any clothes on. It meant that he did not have any authority. The same as the serpent. Sometimes called the dragon. You know, sometimes called the devil. (laughs) You know, it just depends on what ancient text you're reading. That serpent doesn't have any authority here in the garden. It does not have authority. 
And Adam did not have authority to decide what was good and evil. What is good and evil is a decision by the creator of life. And if we walk with the spirit of the creator of life, we will know what is good and evil. We won't be deciding. Well, he sinned. He did, he went against the nature that God had given him and the job that God had given him. And he became ashamed of that and he hid from it. And when God called him out on it, he didn't accept the blame. He blamed God. He said, the woman... You gave me, made me do it. (laughs) Uh, You know, and of course, when they talked to her, she said, the devil made me do it. The dragon, the serpent, who had no authority, tempted me, lied to me. But the reality is, they should have just said, I screwed up. And so, really, the answer to finding the truth is not what everybody else is doing wrong, knowing what everybody else is doing wrong. It's knowing what you're doing wrong. And admitting you're doing it wrong. And turn around your thinking, or allow your thinking to be turned around so that you can start doing what you were supposed to be doing all along. If you don't do that, nothing is going to save you. If you do do that, everybody can be saved. That's You have to repent and go the way of righteousness instead of the the way of unrighteousness, which is, is the way of deciding good and evil for yourself and for everybody else that you want under your authority, which you should not have because God did not give us authority over one another. He didn't give us individual authority over one another. He did not give us democratic authority over one another. But there's a couple of people we're going to look at here. And we have a page. We've had it up for quite a while. I've added a great deal to the page in the last couple of days until the wee hours of this morning. So, And, and we will continue to correct all my uh, blunders and errors because I, there are many, I'm sure. <laughs> I am willing to admit my errors. But I'm on a quest for truth. And if you're on a quest for truth, you might want to look at it. So you could go to preparingyou.com and go to the Cloward and Piven strategy. Cloward-Piven strategy. Just use the search engine to find it. Look up Cloward, C-L-O-W-A-R-D, Piven, P-I-V-E-N. Anyway, strategy. And on that page, there's a picture of Cloward and Piven. They're, they're married. Uh, that. It's Her name is Frances Fox Piven, and she's quite the fox. And I don't mean in looks, I mean in craftiness. <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, no offense. I mean, she's, I'm not even sure she's still alive right now. I know she's dined in the White House with Obama, but uh, I, I don't know. I think he's passed away. I don't know what, what condition she's in. But we're going to look, because they've been around for a long time. They were, you know, professors in colleges and uh they're kind of leftist idealists and they've been wanting America to go communist for a long time because they think that the left and Lenin and Marx really had a good idea. And uh, no matter what facts you give them, they they still think that and they still want to think that. 
And they still promote that. And they promote that in the colleges. And your tax dollars have been paying them to promote that. But how, and they've published what they intended to do and what they, their strategies were. And so we looked at that. And it's, it's a Mein Kampf story of how to destroy America. Because they know they have to destroy America, destroy capitalism. Capitalism is great. Capitalism works real good. But you just haven't had capitalism since 1913 in America. And since 1913 and 1933 and 1977 and just year after year after year, you've gotten farther and farther away from capitalism. And things have gotten worse and worse and worse. Now, capitalism is not a political system. Capitalism is just an economic system which says that when you own something, you own it. And you have the right to rule over that which you own. As long as you do not infringe upon the rights of what other people own. Now, with that power of decision comes great responsibility. And so, therefore, you must make wise decisions with that. And capitalism doesn't guarantee that you will make wise decisions. You may make bad decisions. You may make selfish decisions. But you have dominion over what you have dominion, what you have a right to. Now, socialism, you don't have dominion over what you produce. You have a collective, and the collective will either decide as a collective, and of course the bigger the collective, then they have to, you know, in, in little Switzerland, they can have a direct democracy and vote on everything. In most countries, you can't do that. So you have to elect somebody who has the right to make decisions for you. They make choices for you, and we will address that and, and why that is a very dangerous thing. In America, they tried to have a in their constitution which is not biblical, and we explain that if you look up contracts, covenants, and constitutions uh, at hisholychurch.org. You can look it up at preparingyou.com. And we explain why it's not a biblical document. It's, it, I, I think the world of the guys who wrote it, I think they were really great guys. I'd love to have them as neighbors and compared to some people that are out there today. <laughs> and, and, and America would probably be better off if they were in Congress <laughs> or people like them. But uh, the reality is that it's not a biblical document and there are serious problems with it. And they knew this from the beginning and they warned people about it. But you won't study that in your public schools because most of them were against the idea of public schools through taxation. Because they knew that they could be used then to dissuade the minds of the people and create mass ignorance so that people did not know the truth and were not in love with the truth and actually found the truth to be their enemy. And we will show you how that process goes on. But anyway, Cloward and Piven, their ideas and strategies was to de- degenerate society, to to actually break down society, break down the economy, to bankrupt the economy. And you, you'll just have to go read the article and... Uh, they, you know, of course, they were trying to create crisis, and of course, we give an example in a section on their canary of society because the canary in the coal mine was the black community, which was targeted. The fact that there was a black community was kind of a problem with us to begin with because there there should just be community, but the reality is that there there were black communities. 
And uh, they targeted those communities with their strategy, and it devastated their communities. It, because they knew they had to break down the family because their ultimate goal is to make the state your father. And, of course, that's what we've been doing since 1913 and even before. But certainly 1913 was a major moment in that process, 1916. and I mean, there's so many dates, so many different events. This has been a long journey where we have not been walking with the Holy Spirit, but we have been walking with an unholy spirit that has been trying to get us doing more and more of that deciding what is good and evil, not only for ourselves, but for our neighbor. And one of the biggest culprits in this is the modern church, and we're going to address that also. But the And so anyway, I also have the eight-point plan of socialism, and uh, I have a section there uh, in which you'll find that, which is on the blood, and... Uh, you know, I, I quote a CBS New York Times survey that found that 16% of millennials and 30% of Americans over the age of 30 could give uh, an accurate definition of socialism. And it's only a somewhat accurate definition, but everybody else could not. So what what is the... What, why is that? They don't even know what it is, but yet they promote socialism. And... Uh, they are the useful idiots. And I also have links there to an article uh, that we have on Yuri uh, Bezmanov, who was a journalist and, uh, and a KGB officer, uh, who talked about, actually coined the phrase, ideological subversion, at least in, in America. But, I mean, he was a KGB officer who uh, defected to America, and he warned us. Uh, that you will not be able to change the minds of people. Their perception, perception and the logic of their behavior, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. And this, he was warning about this decade ago and more. And, because uh, he saw it coming. And he, he thought America was the last hope for humanity. And that if we didn't do something, and we didn't do it, that we would be destroyed. And of course, the whole world would go into this period of destruction. Because he understood, he eventually understood that the system that he was raised in, the system that he had uh, tried to spread throughout the world, was a system of destruction. And he explains all that. We have interviews, long interviews with him at Preparing You. You can look up his name. Just look up Yuri, Y-U-R-I, and you can go to those pages and you can... And I have some uh, programs that I've already done talking about him as well. I I guess I don't have them all up there yet. But uh, anyway, we'll probably put these this program up there because I've mentioned him. But he, he lays it out pretty clear what the... Cloward and Piven were going to be doing without even mentioning Cloward and Piven. I suppose he knows who they were because they were well-known and well-prominent people. But the reality is that that's looking at the same problem of the demoralization of mankind and Americans specifically as a matter of design, which is, of course, what the dragon, the serpent in the garden was doing from the beginning. Because you're more easily defeated. You're defeated internally when you're demoralized. 
whatever he means by demoralizing. You'll have to go and read that. You could study at that website for days and days and days. And you don't have to join anything to study and to look at it. I encourage everybody to join the network, what we call the network. And there's links there at that site as to joining the network. But the only reason you should join the network is not just to occupy your fears and your <laughs> your imagination but uh, so that you can become a part of the living network which is something that all free governments throughout history were created by the formation of living networks of people with certain values and parameters in that network that were set down from the beginning that the people need to instill in their heart or allow to be instilled in their heart. Christ did it. Moses did it. Abraham did it. Even before the flood, uh, Enoch did it. And uh, most people are unaware of exactly what that's all about. But anyway, you can bring yourself up to speed by the first five sections of that page of Cloward and Piven. But then we get into the section, which is section six right now, which is phases of destruction. Because we're actually in that now. So, you know, I talk about long before Cloward and Piven were born, uh, the process of moving the U.S. to a socialist, even communist nation, uh, politically, morally, and uh, spiritually was well on its way. And I have a link there to the Yuri uh, Brezhnev uh, articles and uh, so all these things are interlinked so that you if you're not aware of something that we have another article that explains that so it's a great study tool but uh, like I said Yuri believed that America was the last hope and unless Americans woke up and he had this long interview explaining why very reasonable logical man very articulate man uh, but America did not do what he was saying. At least most of them didn't. Some are doing that. But the reality is what we we don't want to get you to conform to Yuri. We only quote Yuri because he was actually pointing out some of the things that you may need to understand in order to understand Christ. <laughs> That's right. To understand Christ and Christ's message. Because if all the people that claim to be Christians today... We're actually doing what Christ said to do. This is a matter of fact. The world would not be plummeting towards destruction. We would not be in the valley of dry bones. I really should put a link to those articles, but you can look it up yourself. Dry bones. What's the dry bones? Because that's where we're at right now. We're already destroyed. We've already been defeated. You know, like right now, I got inside information that uh, in front of the Oregon Congress, they have, and, and this is actually going on in numerous other states, they have bills to end private property so that people like Kate can just come in and take your property away from you. And uh, the reality is, private property is already gone. <laughs> it's already gone. You don't have any right to your property. You don't own it. You have a legal title, and a legal title does not include ownership. That's in the definition of legal title, and we have, we've explained that for 20 years. You know, I, I presented that to top attorneys in the United States, and they say, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that is the definition. It's right there. 
It's one of those facts that people just don't want to see. I mean, like, you're in the bondage of Egypt right now. They're not going to make you slaves. You are slaves. <laughs> if they can take half your labor away from you, the value of half your labor away from you, you're slaves. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we did a thing on passports. If you have any kind of passport at all from the government, it states in the law, the king has already notified you that they can take you off the street by their authority and put you to work in civilian work projects. Not just draft you, but put you to work in a factory. <laughs> put you to work in a concentration camp. They have the authority to do that. Arbitrarily do that. Right now. And uh, they have. there's a lot of other things besides passport that give them that power. And we've explained that for years. That's why we wrote the book Covenants of the Gods. To show you that process. Not to frighten you or to upset you or to get you angry or anything. Just to show you where you are. And it's full of facts and information. It was actually originally a 700-page book, but I, I reduced it down to 144 pages. Because that's all you really need to know. Because once you understand that you don't own anything, you don't own your children, you don't, you're, don't own your possessions, you, you have been destroyed as a family. You may still have some emotional ties as a family, but you don't have the authority as a family. The authority over your family is the government. And now somebody else is sitting in the seat of Moses. Just like at the time of Jesus Christ. Scoundrels and thieves were sitting in the seat of Moses. Usurpers were sitting in the seat of Moses. It was an unlawful government sitting in the seat of Moses. But just knowing that does not set you free. Because you're a captive of the unholy spirit. You, in order for you to be under the coverture of God, the coverture of the Holy Spirit, you have to repent, think differently, and walk in a different way. Seek that kingdom of God. Persevere in that seeking. And that kingdom of God includes righteousness. A righteous behavior. You have to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Persevering along the way. So, what does that look like? Well, that's what we're going to be showing you. But anyway, talking again about the Cloward and Piven plan. You know, like I said, it's been laid out for a long time. And uh, and the, the history... And uh, human nature will fill in the blanks of that plan that they did not tell you. <laughs> that they did not even see themselves. That they did not even understand themselves while they were dining at the White House. And and uh, and the, the worldly folly that they could not see because of their own blindness and their own murderous ambition, because they they knew people would have to die. Lenin knew people would have to die. He eventually got to the point where he would just kill them all kind of approach. Uh, I mean, literally kill them all, not hypothetically kill them all. <laughs> literally kill them all. Uh, who were dissidents. And, uh, you know, even back when the weathermen were bombing, uh, trying to bomb the capital... 
and uh, bomb other government buildings. Now people who are in the weathermen are actually in there running the government, <laughs> which is a quite a turnaround. Because um, they wanted to destroy it, now they're actually within those halls destroying it. Because that's that's that was their goal. That, because their minds had been poisoned. And so the dreams of Cloward and Piven are now coming true. And every aspect and every phase of their operation, which they all spelled out, is coming true. But their dream, it will be poisoned and become a nightmare. And it will overtake the children of deception with the very destruction that they wanted for everybody else. And of course, you know, Yuri talks about that. He says that when they, they seize power, all these people that help them seize this power of, this communist power, this totalitarian communist power, they will be the first ones to go. They will be destroyed. They will be killed. That, that is always the way because what they don't see is their desire to rule over others, to control others for their own personal benefit is not walking with God but walking with the spirit of destruction. It's this, the spirit that wants to destroy them. This spirit of destruction has many fingers and many, you know, many tentacles that go out into society and into the minds of society. And the modern church promotes that. Many of the people in the modern church, which is, this is how you get a communist pope, uh, many of the people in the modern church, and I'm not just talking about the Pope's church, the Roman church. I've written a lot about that. You know, Constantinian's church. But the Protestants, who are the daughters of that church, still carry some of these same characteristics because they're not totally walking with the Holy Spirit. Somebody was the other day was talking about how they pray in Jesus' name and they're not getting the results that they... They get when they are filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't believe they're filled with the Holy Spirit because I actually know what they do. And if I am to judge them by the works, which James says, which Jesus says, which Paul actually says, then I would have to say, I, you keep using that word Holy Spirit. I do not think it means what you think it means. Because you would be doing something different. Your works would be different than they are. So what is the Holy Spirit? It's not an emotional thing. Well, we're going to get into that too. So when we come back to Keys of the Kingdom. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. In Joshua 7, verse 15, it says, And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel. Now, all that he hath will be burnt. Now, now this is, the Bible is full of allegory. It says it is. It's full of metaphor. Uh, because the language of the Hebrew is full of metaphor, and because for the same reason Christ always spoke in parables, is because if he told you the truth straight out, the book would have been burned out of existence a long time ago, because cancel culture did not start with Google and Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> cancel culture has been around for a long time. If they don't have an argument against the truth, 
they will just simply try to cancel it, destroy it, and destroy anybody who speaks it. You know, cut off the head of John the Baptist just because of what he was saying. They don't want the truth to be heard. And you, you see that more and more. You know, the censorship and this, you know, that uh, hate speech. And you're not allowed to say hate speech. And and you just listen to the people who are that way. And they're so angry and they're so upset. But the reality is that you need to be walking in forgiveness. You don't let them make you angry too. You know, in 1 Corinthians 3.19 it says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He that taketh the wise in their own craftiness. So, what is that all about? What is he talking about? The foolishness to God. Who was foolish in the Bible? Well, Saul was foolish in the Bible. Samuel said he was foolish in the Bible. And he was foolish in the Bible because he imposed a sacrifice on the people for a good cause. He saw the enemy coming and he wanted to make sure that he had enough supplies for his army. And that's what he was, was the commander-in-chief. That's what he was elected to be, is the commander-in-chief of the military to fight the battles of the people because they had become so lazy they didn't want to do it. So he says the wisdom of the world and the word there that he uses for world in the Greek means constitutional order and system of government. That's what it means. The wisdom of the constitutional order and system of government of the world of the uh, of Rome is foolishness. With God. Same is true of the United States. The United States has been going the wrong way and taking the people the wrong way for a long, a long time. For generations now. And so the idea that the problem, we will all go back to normal if we just get Trump back in. (laughs) It's like saying that we'll all go back to normal if we get the vaccination. And no, we don't want to get back to normal. We want to get back to righteousness. <laughs> That's what you want to get back to. Because the things that are already right, I mean, we're headed for runaway inflation, breakdown of the economy. We already have breakdown of the morals in society because the people have become accustomed uh, to living at the expense of others and to, and dependent for their livelihood on the property of others. And this has come about because they have had an appetite for benefits from men who exercise authority one over the other, which Christ forbid, which Abraham forbid, which Moses forbid. Abraham wouldn't take a buckle. Abraham, who was able to muster an army overnight because he had built altars, in other communities, what was because they killed sheep together? Are we supposed to believe that? If you believe that, I have a bridge I will sell you. <laughs> no, the altars were systems used by people who were self-governing, where the division of power was not between. The judicial branch and the legislative branch and the 
commander-in-chief, the chief executive officer, like a Rome had. <laughs> now, they had those offices, but they weren't always divided because sometimes... <laughs> Well, they were they were somewhat divided, but uh, you know, corruption came in. I mean, how divided are they going to be when there's 13 Supreme Court justices <laughs> and when there's 52 states, which is what they're headed for? Uh, and, and it's not divided now. I mean, the the legislature has been warring against the president <laughs> for four years, <laughs> doing everything that they could to subvert the president. So there isn't a division of power. But the division of power in a free government is between the heads of every household. The men and women who rule in every household have the power over their household. That is the division of power that is in a free government. But that even that government will not stay free unless the people accept the duties and obligations. And we will, we will revisit that as to what that means. The duties and obligations. You know, religion used to be defined. Just 200 years ago it was defined this way. It was the performance of your duty to God and your fellow man. It was the pious performance of your duty to God and your fellow man. And the word pious at that time had to do with a patrimonial authority, a fatherly authority. So, it, which is where you get the word patriotic. If you're, if you're going to be a patriot, patriot in a free nation where the division of power is between every individual family, because families are are unit, you know. I mean, even Christ said that. No more twain, man and woman, and their family. They're not twain. They're not six people, or eight people, or ten people, or fourteen people, depending on how many children they have. They're one. That is the corporation of God. Is the family, and Christ came to return every man to his possession, which you don't have now because you don't own anything, and every man to his family, but. Your family now is the state, because your daddy's the state. And Coward and Piven were trying to make the state your daddy. <laughs> or in the case of Russia, your mother. You know, because they always talk about Mother Russia. But uh, the reality is, is you, you've got, been going the wrong way for a long time. You don't want to get back to the normal decadence and ideological subversion that you were a subject to in 1995. You want to get back to righteousness. You have to think a lot different than you've been thinking for the last hundred years. Because where you're at today is a product of what you've been doing for the last hundred years. And so, uh, God knoweth your thoughts. Uh, as to whether you're wise or if they are vain. And if you want to think that Trump is your salvation, or the United States Constitution is your salvation, or, or, conservatism is your salvation. You can go ahead and think that. But Christ is your salvation.
So on this page, there's a, a lot of footnotes. And actually, if you were on the page since the beginning of the show, you might want to refresh it because during the break, I actually changed some things. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's there's a lot of biblical quotes that are tying things back. And I, I will probably be adding more and more over the, the days to follow. Because uh, like when I uh, edit these shows to, to rebroadcast them at, on the podcast, uh, I, I go back and revisit. Because there's so much in the Bible that is telling you to go this way. And that's why we're doing a, a study of all the prophets. The, the Preparing You has the entire King James Bible on it. And we have been adding study sections to all the different books and all the different epistles in the Bible and we have audios and everything it's all there for free and it would be a great opportunity if you had a Bible study to just simply go to one of those pages that we have added to and completed to and if you have questions you can send them to us on the network and maybe we'll add more to it and try to clear up but they link to all over to all the hundreds of articles that we have so that you can start to see the big picture so anyway, we're talking about the, the children of destruction. And of course, in Job, where there was a lot of destruction in Job uh, 30, uh, verse 8, it says, They were children of fools, yea, children of base men. They were viler than the earth. And of course, that's that's Clarence and Piven. They, they came with a message of destruction. That's what they wanted to do, is destroy America. Uh, which was bringing more people out of poverty than almost any other system in the world. And it wasn't even a godly system. But there were godly people here. Some. A minority. Uh, We used to take care of all the social welfare in America through charity. Alone. There was no government welfare. These are... You want to go back to normal... You better tell me what you're picking as normal. Because normal back a hundred years ago was that most kids did not go to public schools. The few public schools that were around were mostly supported by private donations, not government taxation. Because we had not yet become accustomed to the idea of living at the expense of our neighbor. Because... Some people still loved their neighbor and did not covet their neighbor's goods. So they weren't going to tax their neighbor so they could have free education. Tax their neighbor so they can have a free fire department. Tax their neighbor so they can have free health care. Tax their neighbor so that somebody would take care of their parents. So they had to do no more ought for their parents like the Pharisees were doing with the Corbin of the Pharisees, which was making the word of God to none of fact, which you have had fully active in America since 1933. The Corbin of the Pharisees is almost identical to the Social Security system that you have set up in 1933 with that socialist by the name of FDR. (laughs) Who was a member of the Socialist Democratic Party supposedly fighting Hitler. (laughs) The reality is, is that they wanted a war. They wanted, because evil progresses more in society during war and crisis, because war is crisis, than at any other time. Cloward and Piven did not invent this plan. I just use it as an example. The degeneration of morals 
takes place at a more rapid rate during wartime. Vietnam War, Second World War. I mean, there were great people back then. I'm not picking on the veterans. But they know that there was a moral degeneration taking place in society, partly because all the men were overseas, and partly because all the men were overseas. <laughs> I mean, there was a degeneration. War does that. You have to be very careful. But anyway, this degeneration of morals, the perversion of history, took place during the war. More than any other time. Before World War II, the Army Field Manual said democracy was an evil form of government. After World War II, the same Field Manual said democracy is what we're fighting for. And it is a good form of government. So which is it? Is it an evil form of government or is it a good form of government? What is democracy? America before the World War II was a republic. Now we're said we're told that it's a democracy. The United States federal government has always always been a democracy, but the people were not a party to the Constitution. That's ruled over. We show this. We have the facts. We lay them out. The people were not a party to it. The referring to the Constitution of the United States. That's a direct quote. From the people who wrote it <laughs> and the, the Supreme Court who decided what it said, which included at that time some Supreme Court justice who were a part of the formation of the United States government. The people were not. The we the people doesn't refer to the people of America. It refers to the people of the United States, which at the beginning was only the people like senators and congressmen and presidents, etc., those were the people of the United States. The United States wasn't even allowed to exist within, or operate within the states from the beginning. They were, that's why they created, sessioned off this land from Maryland and put the United States there. And now we call it Washington, D.C. We just had several programs on the whole, the, the 1871 arguments and stuff like that. It's nonsense. The problems today are not from the government. They're from the hearts of men. Our morals have degenerated. Our understanding of history has been perverted. And now we see the toppling of the symbols of America, the statues, toppled over. All that is simply evidence, symptoms of the ideological subversion that has already taken place by the influence of the rulers of darkness of the world and the spiritual wickedness in high places. Which, of course, I'm quoting the Bible. You know, if you, you know Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, this world, today, Ephesians, when that was written, this world meant the Roman Empire, the constitutional order and system of government of the Roman Empire. Today, it's still the Roman Empire. 
but it's it's the United States, the United Nations, and all the other governments that are actually more like the Roman Empire than you would want to know, probably. One of those facts, those inconvenient facts. You know, we have an article up. Just look up the word Rome at Preparing You. And you, you, you'll you see the similarities. Because history is repeating itself. That's what's going on. And we need to understand that. So, more than a decade ago, this Yuri Bezmenov was explaining the detailed plan of brainwashing the youth in the academic uh, sectors of our nation and every other nation. He was actually working in India at the time. Uh... With subtlety, the foolish have spread philosophies of death, the, the social practices destruction that made the people the workers of iniquity. That's where, where you're at now. Most modern Christians are actually workers of iniquity. They are engaged in the Corbin of the Pharisees that makes the word of God to none effect. Now, that's, a lot of people aren't going to accept that. But if you were on that page, there's a link there to an article on workers of iniquity. And, and why I put it there. And, and what, what biblical quotes do I have to support this idea? Psalms 43.1. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Oh, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. Is America an ungodly nation? Has it become an ungodly nation? Has it strayed from the formula of Christ? Revelations 18.23 says, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom, who's the bridegroom? Christ. And of the bride... Who's the bride? The church. Shall be heard no more at all in thee for thy merchants. Who are the merchants? Were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries, by thy schemes, were all the nations deceived. Now, some people will associate sorceries with pharmaceutica. And, of course, everybody has to get a vaccination now. And they, they will probably go to forced vaccinations. They're, they've been saying they will. And, of course, what they will do is that you won't be able to travel. You won't be able to go to school, which you shouldn't be doing anyway. <laughs> you, you, you may not be able to go to the hospital unless you get vaccinated. You, you won't get on a plane unless you get vaccinated. That's where it will probably start first. They're doing that already in other countries. And you have to have your certificate of immunity. And they will quarantine you in tighter and tighter places. But God is preparing a place right now for those who are actually walking in the ways of God. But you're living in a nation where the voice of the groom and the bride are not being heard anymore. In the world. Except... On keys of the kingdom. <laughs> so, uh, and the merchants of the earth have a full stock, including the souls of men. What, they own everything. You don't own your house. You don't own your car. You, you don't own your children. And the, the book covenants of the gods show this. I took 
these books to the top attorneys in the United States. My own father, who wrote law books. And and just reading the first part of it, he said, I was right. But they're not going to like me. Even more than they don't like Michael J. Lindell. <laughs> you know, the pillow guy who's out there saying that the election was a fraud. I don't know that the election was a fraud. I, I'm suspicious that it was. He has, he says he has a lot of evidence, but that's the election of the, of the princes of the world. I already have a king. You may think you have a king, one Jesus, but you're not doing what Jesus said. What Jesus commanded. Don't tell me that Jesus is your king and if you're not doing what he commanded. Because I, 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 I follow the facts. And the fact is, is that if you're not sitting down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands, providing a daily ministration of welfare for the needy of your society through charity alone, you're not practicing pure religion. Your religion is spotted by the world, the constitutional order and system of government that we're not supposed to be a part of, but you are a part of and you are a servant of. And you belong to somebody else. You are a surety for the debt to COVID uh, shutdown and all those wonderful stimulus packages have plummeted your children and your grandchildren into trillions and trillions of dollars of more debt and will soon plummet you into runaway inflation, bank collapses, etc. I mean, things are happening so fast I can't even get them out quick enough. I can't even review them fast enough. But I know what's going to happen because I've looked at the past and because I serve the God that knows all things. Revelation 28 and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sands of the seas. So that's that's where you're at today, right now. You're in a battle. And to some degree, you've already lost it. You've already lost the battle because you've gone the way of unrighteousness. Why have you gone the way of unrighteousness? Why have you done these things? Because you haven't been doing and seeking righteousness. If you're not seeking righteousness, this is what's going to happen. And that's why Christ said to repent, think differently, and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You're not loving your neighbor. You're sitting in your home church or your big church or your Catholic church or your Presbyterian church saying you love your neighbor. But when you go home, you send men to your neighbor's house to exercise authority and force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. Force your neighbor to contribute to your public education, your fire department, your police department. That's not going to change overnight. You're, there is no way you could get back to the normalcy of the kingdom of God under your own power. You cannot save yourself. But if you repent and seek the kingdom of God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, God will run out and meet you. And he will be your protector. But you have to turn around 
your thinking and let God do your thinking. You're still trying to decide what is good and evil by your own power, by your own mind. You cannot do that. That is impossible for you to do. It is wrong for you to do. It is the sin of Adam. And you're still doing it. You have to turn yourself over to the righteousness of God. And it's very simple how to do that. You sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And you start caring for your neighbor. As if you loved your neighbor as yourself. If you do not do that. God will not hear you. If you if you think electing the president or getting the corruption in the election figured out. Now, I'm not saying you can't pursue that. You can certainly pursue that if you want. But if you think that's your salvation, you're not thinking like Christ. You're not thinking like John the Baptist, who was also trying to get the people to sit down in the hundreds and tens, hundreds and thousands and care for one another through faith, hope, and charity. You say, you know, if, if you have a coat and your neighbor has none, share. That's that's what John the Baptist was saying from the beginning. And of course, the way they share, because in those days, the synagogue was ten families. So they were already sitting down, like most of all of the Essenes, in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. And they were taking care of one another through charity. That is how simple it is. The road to salvation. God will start showing you the rest and we will talk about what the rest looks like <laughs> when we return uh, to Keys of the Kingdom. We will look into the abyss. Be right back. Well, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. So, we're going to try to wrap this up here, but uh, we're, I'll, I'll continue this this afternoon and probably for the next week or so because there's so much to go through here. But we need to understand if you really were a student of history and you were actually being taught history in school, they took the history out of school for years ago and they supplanted it now with uh, false history and uh, and uh, depleted. You know, it's it's like again, if if you don't have the whole truth, you don't have the truth because. That's the definition of a lie, is not the whole truth. And so, if they're deleting very important parts of history, like they're deleting now, they're actually deleting people who speak anything that sounds like the truth now, and we're going to get in to show you why they do that, which to me is just obvious, but a lot of people I really haven't thought about it, and we're going to take you into that eventually through this series. That the, the man who first ruined the Roman people, t'was he who first gave them treats and gratuities. Now that, that was written 100 AD in the life of uh, Carolinus by Plutarch. He explained that uh, in, in detail. And, uh, and, and he also said the real destroyers of liberty of the people is he who spreads amongst them bounties, donations, and benefits. And that alone would destroy the people, but then if, you, if you're if you going to really 
put the icing on this destruction, <laughs> the poison icing on this destruction, those bounties, donations, and benefits have to be provided by men who exercise authority one over the other. Christ absolutely forbid that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And, and in truth in John. And, and so did James and so did Peter and so did Paul. And you can go all the way back to Proverbs. When thou sittest and eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, because he serves you deceitful meats. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, we, 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 we can repeat, you know, and we have whole articles that explain that. Yeah, they actually tell you to put a knife to your throat. If thou be a man of appetite. And of course, Polybius said, because the masses with an appetite for benefits that ended up degenerating and, and going under a tyrant. He explained that 150 years before Christ. And, and of course, Proverbs is thousands of years ago. We knew that if you sit and eat with a ruler, in other words, you want those benefits, free education, welfare, all the things that Cloward and Piven are promising you from men who exercise authority and you develop an appetite for those benefits. Despite the fact the Bible tells you to be not desirous of those dainties, those benefits, those wages of unrighteousness. For they are deceitful meats. Labor not to be rich, it says. Cease from thine own wisdom. But you guys think you got a better idea with FDR. And now you complain about Obamacare when you've had FDR care for decades. And the churches should have been providing that daily ministration through faith, open charity alone. They have not. They have been sending you to the men who exercised authority one over the other when Christ said it was not to be that way with you. I'm quoting Jesus Christ. But you're not listening. It's right there in the book. But you're not listening. You're getting up there and giving your uh, sermons of uh, loving your neighbor and being strong and courageous. Meanwhile, the rest of the week, you're covetous. No, we have to keep the Sabbath and count seven days so that we take our day of rest on the Sabbath day. Meanwhile, your children are trillions of dollars in debt because you wanted benefits today and pay for them tomorrow. No, you are not going the way of righteousness. So you're not going to see the truth. You, your, you, your eyes will be darkened. And, and you will, <laughs> you are actually, by following the ways, the covetous ways, the covetous practices of socialism, you're gazing into the abyss. And it's gazing back and you have no eyes for the Lord whatsoever. Your colleges and high schools and grade schools are talking, they're teaching your kids socialism is a good thing. The equality of socialism is the prosperity of the wicked. Because socialism by its nature is coveting your neighbor's goods. 
Because they're going to take away from your neighbor anything extra he produces and distribute it to those who did not produce by an exercising authority, whether democratic or, you know, the proletariat or the, or the Kremlin or whatever. It's a government of force. It's what Cloward and Piven wanted. It's what Marx and Lenin wanted. It's what Mao wanted. It is the gospel of envy and vanity. And, and that's what, of course, they always point to the, oh, the rich! Those nasty, nasty rich people. <laughs> but it's they themselves that are going into bondage. Read our article on one purse. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, just some of the, uh, um, Biblical quotes, I mean, you can go back to Deuteronomy 32.5. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. Their spot? Is this why we have, you know, pure religion unspotted by the world? They are a perverse and crooked generation. Because they're accustomed to living at the expense of others and depending for their livelihood on the property of others. Do you thus requite the Lord, O foolish people, and unwise? Is not he thy father that hath brought thee? You know, God is not your father. Your father's in Washington, D.C., or London, or, or Ontario, Canada, or wherever your capitals are. They're the ones that send you all your benefits. They're the ones that take care of you. You are the children of those men who exercise authority one over the other. You are children of those fathers of the earth. Christ said not to be those father, you know, not to call any man father, but to pray to your father in heaven. But you've been praying to the father government. Hath he not made thee and established thee? But no, you're looking to men who exercise authority. Christ is not your rock. You just say that on Sunday. God is not your rock. I mean, that's what it says in Deuteronomy 18. Of the rock that beget thee, thou art unmindful, and hast forgotten God that formed thee. They shall be burnt with hunger, and devoured with burning heat, and with bitter destruction. I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them with the poison of serpents, the poison of the dragon, of the dust. The serpent of the dust, remember the dragon and the the snake in the garden? That's a real guy. (laughs) You know, who would like to cut your head off and certainly my head off, but with God willing, the other will take place. (laughs) The sword without and terror within. That's why, yeah, that's why you had, uh, now 20 some years of terror, terror, terrorism. The terror within. And now they're in power. Shall destroy both the young man and the virgin. The suckling also with the man of gray hairs. There, that they, there's actually, you know, I talked to somebody from the government the other day and they're talking forced vaccinations for Children. Forced vaccinations for children in school. Untested vaccination. 
by law, by their own law. Of course, they break their own law every day. They can't vaccinate small children. Anybody, I think, under eight or nine years of age, that's in the law with an untested vaccination. When this is an untested, not even a vaccination, untested medical treatment. But they're talking about doing it. But, of course, what they're going to do is they're going to make it so that you may not be able to survive unless you get their ID, their their vaccine certificate, their immunity certificate, which doesn't give you immunity, by their own words. Their wine is the poison of dragons. There's those dragons again. (laughs) And the cruel venom of asps. What does that stand for? What is that a metaphor for? And he shall say, I'm skipping parts of this. I'm moving down into verse 37. And he shall say, where are their gods? Their rock in whom they trusted, which did eat the fat of their sacrifice. Because they've been sacrificing, because they've had the Corbin of the Pharisees. Corbin means sacrifice. And drank the wine of their drink offering. Let them rise up and help you and be your protection. Because God said, because you went after, you know, if you get Trump back in office, then you get to cry out to Trump. (laughs) Christ is not in his office. He's not your authority. He is not your king. You've got Trump now. If you don't get Trump, well, then you got whoever they got. Biden or whoever's holding them up. <laughs> so, <laughs> or in whatever country you're in. Australia's got the same problem. South Africa's got the same problem. And, you know, and we're in contact with people from those countries all the time. I'm in contact with people in other countries. And, and, and some of those people in other countries are talking about fleeing here. Well, they need to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. They they need to start doing that where they're at right now. Because God said that, you know, when you elect the souls and Bidens and Trumps of the world, he's not going to hear you. He told you those guys will take and take and take and take and take. Some are just taking faster than others. But, uh, you know, during the Trump administration, you went trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars more in debt. Now, admittedly, the whole swamp and and the dragons that controlled the swamp, <laughs> the real swamp monsters, were ruling things and controlling things. You know, Psalms five five: The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all the workers of iniquity. If you're still coveting your neighbor's goods to the agency of government, if you're still looking to that system, building that system. Being a part of that system and not turning around your thinking and trying to create the system of Christ, which is to sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and love one another as if you loved your as if you love yourself. And start taking care of one another. If see it isn't getting out of the systems of the world and the workers of iniquity, it's turning around and start becoming the workers of righteousness. That's where he starts. Repent and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it is only righteous if you're taking care of one another through charity. Because it's only there where the division of power is as God intended. The normalcy of God instead of the normalcy of FDR and LBJ. 
Which if you get back to 2016, that's where you're at. <laughs> or 2000, excuse me, that 2000, uh, we want to get back to 1916. <laughs> so we can get back to 1912. That's, and actually what we want to get back is 33 AD. <laughs> Start doing what Christ did and what he said to do in the early church. Psalms 37.1 Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. They, the workers of iniquity isn't just in the New Testament. It's all over the Old Testament. Well, in Psalm 73 Verse 3, for I was envious as the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. What's the prosperity of the wicked? That's the wages of unrighteousness. That's the, the envious of the foolish. That's what the socialists are doing. The socialists want the wages of unrighteousness. The wages that come from men who exercise authority and force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. They are in love with the wages of unrighteousness. And you cannot be a socialist and a Christian, yet there are millions of Christians who think socialism is okay. It is not. We need to turn around from that and go back the other way. So, the gospel of vanity is the gospel of unrighteousness. James 4, 5, do ye think that the scriptures saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. This is why socialism is growing. It's not because you elected a socialist. It's because it's in your heart and in your mind. Because if the 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 gospel of envy fills your heart, the gospel of Christ has no room. But he who giveth more grace how do you how do you get grace of God? Give grace to others. How do you give grace to others wisely? Sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and start caring about one another. Start building that network of righteousness. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You know, I've been writing a lot of these home church groups. On a regular basis, I joined a number of them and I keep sharing the gospel with them. They don't even want to touch it for the most part. Because they're so proud of the fact that they think they got it already. They think they see. So they remain blind. James goes on to say, submit yourself therefore to God. How do you submit yourself to God if you already submit yourself to the foolishness of men? Where you think, if I elect this guy, things will turn around. If I elect that guy, things will turn around. If I get this law changed, things will turn around. You need the law of God written in your heart. Resist the devil, it says here. But we're told to resist, not evil. Well, it depends on what you mean by resist. How do you resist evil? You seek righteousness. When the righteousness of God is in you, evil trembles. The dragon flees. He cannot defeat you if God is on your side. And he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. If you want God to hear you, hear the cries of your brothers and start loving one another. Cleanse your hands, 
ye sinners. You are all sinners. Purify your hearts. In other words, cleanse your hands. Stop seeking those benefits. And purify your hearts and start caring about others. You are double-minded. This is why you elect that people joke about, you know, the Democrats didn't have a double standard. They had no standards at all. You're double-minded. You think you can seek the <laughs> the ways of the of iniquity and still claim to be Christ. No, you have to seek the ways of Christ. You have to walk in the ways of Christ and then someday you'll notice he's walking along with you. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your daughters be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. This is where we have to go. He will lift you up. You will not lift yourself up. You will not change the course of history by getting your guy in offices of power. The people who are offered Excuse me, the people who are offended by free speech and who who seek to silence the opinions of others will desire to exist in a highly polarized and insulated ideological community wokely occupying their own information bubble, deceiving themselves. That's That's where people are at today. And and that's where they're going to stay. And that's where they're going to go. And we see that back in 1 Corinthians 3.18. Let no man deceive himself. If any man amongst you seemeth to be wise in his... In this world. And that word there is the word for age. In this age. Let him become a fool. That he may be wise. You have to realize we've we've had it wrong. The churches have it wrong. Your your pastors have it. If they're sending you to the government to get benefits instead of trying to provide them to you by charity, they are the brutish pastors of old. Ephesians 4.14 That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine or every political scheme or or theory about this is all a scam and that the the president has set a trap and that Trump will come back and save us all. No. The best Trump could do is get you back to 2016. <laughs> you got to go back to 3380 by the slight uh the sight of men. And the cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. This is, you are deceived. You know, like somebody was sending me a, a, a video about how, you know, Trump is still the president. And that the military is now in control. And, and that, you know, I've gotten several different kinds of these videos from several different places where the, this is all, you know, a sting operation. This is, everything's worked out and, and they're going to turn it all around. If that's not true, that is a perfect scenario for a 1984 novel <laughs> where you do not do what you need to do, which sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands to repent and start seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness instead of what has got you to this place to begin with. You know, Ephesians 5, 6, let no man deceive you with vain words. Those are vain words. 
for because they're not going to take you back to 33 AD. They're not going to take you back to Christ. They're going to take you back to maybe LBJ or FDR. That's not where you want to go. That's not the normalcy that you need. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. We've been disobeying for a hundred years. Second Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. That has already taken place. And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. That would include FDR and LBJ and all these people, Cloward and Piven. They're not alone in their plan to get you to be lovers of the wages of unrighteousness. First John 1 John 1.8 If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We have generations of sin. Little children, let no man deceive you. He hath, he that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous, meaning God is righteous. But if you do unrighteousness, you are unrighteous. You want to get back to righteousness, not back to 2016. If you fear the revelation of facts, the truth that I'm sharing with you, uh, becomes your enemy. And I become your enemy. And lies will lurk about you. But if you are willing to seek the whole truth and provide for it, then facts are your friend and freedom will be your companion. But you have to walk in the ways of Christ. There is no other way to go. Uh, the, the, the socialists... Coward and Piven and Obama and all these different people, and I don't want to pick on the leaders because it's your fault. All the people who want benefits at the expense of others. Oh, don't touch my Social Security. You don't have any Social Security. Social Security has been in debt from the beginning. There has never been a trust fund. We show you that's been ruled over and over again by your government. They have said, it's not only said it, they've explained it. There is no trust fund. That's not the way it operates. It was created because you were already bankrupt. And they needed more assets. And they got you now as their asset. And they got your children as the asset. And you belong to them. You want to belong to God. You need to repent and seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Which is not indulging in covetous practices. Feeding on your neighbor. So repent. Join the network. Join the living network. Sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands and start finding out what the gospel of the kingdom is really all about because that's the fact that matters. Till then, peace on your house and may God be with you. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 
You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.